Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Audrea Firestone, who is a coach, YouTuber, speaker, best-selling author, and award-winning opera singer, a university faculty member, the founder of the Powerhouse Consultancy, Wise Wild Women Live Loud. I can go on and on and on about Audrea and her incredible history, her journey, but rather than me go on, let's just jump right into this and talk to the woman herself. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, I am happy to have you on the show. Let me ask you a question. What is that one word, that one word that can really describe your journey thus far? Ooh, it's between two. Gosh. One of them is learn, but maybe the other is transformation. Mm. Tell me more. I have been on a journey since I decided to come into this coat that we wear, that our soul wears. And it's been to keep refining and keep learning in a way that asks everything of me. I'm not sparing with my energy, with my heart commitment, with my mental commitment, with my emotional commitment. I am willing to open my arms and risk. And thank goodness for a martial arts motto that says, fall down seven times, get up eight, because that's what I've been doing my whole life. Oh, my goodness. You know, that really speaks to your resiliency, your tenacity, your ability to get up and keep going. So tell us more about that personal journey and the evolution from where it began, that interesting story. And I know there is one to where you are now. <laughs> I know. I know. So let's unfold that. Okay. <laughs> Suffice it to say, yes, there is an interesting story. Um, I was brainwashed uh, by my grandmother who taught me about opera. And I thought, first of all, I adored her. She was my savior. And her name was taller than she was. Antonietta Calabrese Mastroianni, this little tiny woman, okay? She taught me about opera. I fell madly in love. And about 10 years old, I ran away to the circus. Well, the circus was opera and music theater. I first set foot on stage when I was 10 years old. I think it saved my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm exaggerating in the least. Because when I went to the stage, I found a space in the beauty of that light and in that arena where I was safe from a suffocating, abusive childhood and it was a place that was far more beautiful than my life. It was a place where I could be ugly, beautiful, old, young, inspiring, horrible. Whatever character I was playing, I could take refuge in the characters 
And I could also scream as long as I screamed on pitch and followed the conductor's baton. Mm. And it was a place where daily I could turn pain into beauty. Mm. And it was a place where it was sacred space to me. And you know, it still is. It's very interesting. Be it an interview, be it a performance, be it a speaking gig, something happens when I'm in that light. I feel this enormous protection. I've always felt safer than I was in my life at the moment. Now, the collision of the safety of true confidence that comes from the inside and that I know that I'm safe has shifted, but that beauty of the warmth of that light and the responsibility, the sense of responsibility when you stand in a place where you are supposed to share something of you that hopefully gives value to somebody else, it's extraordinary summer. It's very humbling and it's thrilling at the same time to be able to to hold 12 or 12,000 people in the palm of your hand or in the hollow of your heart and to be able to send out your air Think about this, vibrating through vocal cords to be able to touch people with your sound because everything is vibration, right? So you become part of that vibration. And it was an amazing, an amazing experience. And the gift of it was not only meeting incredible colleagues, because I always had one foot in musical comedy and the other foot in opera, but it was the world was my gift. I traveled this world singing. And I didn't walk off stage until I was 50 years old. So it was an astounding transformational journey. Yeah, I love that. I want to go back a step or two. Okay. Because I want to talk about the precipitators, the lead up to 10. Tell us a little bit more about why you were able to harness this this experience as an opera singer, traveling the world, why you found solace in the light, why you felt the comfort of that frequency that you created on stage. Tell us a little bit more about that childhood. That's a tough one, Summer, but I will. I will because that's part of my journey is sharing this. Because for the first 50 years of my life, not only did I not share it, I don't think I was even aware of the kind of abuse that I had gone through. I never realized it because I was an only child. It was all I knew. That's what was around me. So I didn't know that there was anything else. I thought it was normal for a mother to meet someone for the first time. And her greeting was always, well, hello, I'm Rita. And you know something, I never wanted a child. She's a miracle. And knowing then with great consciousness that from my conception, I was not wanted. I was an insurance policy because my grandmother said to my mother, well, you know, um, this Cuban man that you've married, he's a very hard worker. If you want to keep him, you better have a child. (laughs) I mean, when you think of how we females have been used as marketing materials It's really awful. Now, of course, we have to realize that she was born in another generation, as was my grandmother. But 
Her abuse, which I later found out happened to her, was covered up by her mother. Mm. And abuse is handed down from generation to generation. And my grandmother said to her, we can't tell your father, because if we tell your father, he's going to kill the man. So she was this wounded bird who certainly didn't love herself. How on earth could she love anybody else? And then what transpired is this child that I was, that was a terremoto, that was an earthquake, because that's what my grandmother called me. (laughs) Yes, I had this huge energy. I must have been very uncomfortable because they tried to keep me in a box. They tried to put me in a little small box so that I would fit in, except I would always get these messages from school saying, Audrea finishes her work, and then she socializes with all the other students and disrupts the class. Well, yeah, it was boring, and I finished, and it was like, I want to talk to my friends. So what I discovered is the moment my mother discovered that I had talent, oh, dear, the world changed, because all of a sudden, I became an extremely valuable commodity. They would trot me out like a trained monkey to sing at the opening of a door, sing at everything. Because when I sang, I don't even know that my mother ever heard me sing because she was so busy telling the people around her that I was her daughter and that I was brilliant and that I was a genius and I was this and I was that. When we got home, it was ignoramus, take off the clothes you're wearing, you have things to do. And you don't deserve to be happy. Anytime there was joy in my life, even for a moment for going to the beach with my aunt, it was shoved down. Then my father, whom I loved very much, but nevertheless, he was a con man, started pimping me to his friends because that's the way he could get money for his schemes. So when you feel that used in your life, and this is hard to say, but i that's one thing I am as courageous, yes. is that... I knew that even though I was treated that way in my life and I was used like a false lighthouse that the um, smugglers used to do, they would shut off the light of the lighthouse and they would light a bonfire beside the lighthouse so that the ships would go aground and they could steal the cargo. And I was there to help steal the cargo. And then I was sent inside. I could never enjoy any of the cargo. I was simply as there as a false lighthouse. I had to fight through feeling so unworthy, feeling that I was not a real light, that I was a false light, and not understanding that I was used in that way. Yeah. And ironically, I in my career, I put an avatar on top of me called Carmen. And Carmen is a fierce gypsy. Nobody messes with that woman. And in my career, nobody messed with me. In my life, they did because I didn't have the confidence at all the boundaries. But in my career, no, I was always safe because there was this fierce panther inside of me that said, you touch me and I will chop off your head. Right. So what a journey of learning this was. And also even leaving it 
was also an unusual way of leaving things, of realizing that I, at that point, when I was 50 years old and traveling the world, and I thought if I saw one more airport, one more five-star hotel, one more theater, I couldn't bear it because I had nothing more to give. I was worn out. I was burned out. You were burned out. Yeah. Well, you had the insight already that you were burned out. Yes. At least I did have that. You did have that insight. You listened to that inner knowing. So how did you depart? How did you make the decision to make a left or right turn? Summer, it was very strange. I was backstage in Cordoba. I always did my yoga before and Carmen goes on 20 minutes into the into the opera. So I was again doing a Carmen. And I was I had my leg up on a stage ladder and I was just stretching. And I heard this voice. Didn't seem male or female. It just seemed like a very clear voice. And the clear voice said to me, this is the last Carmen you will ever do. And I stopped dead. I said, wait, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean? This is the last karma I'm ever going to do. This has been my life for 40 years. You're telling me that, that, that this is it. This, this is, this is how I'm surviving. This is how I'm leaving. What? And then I realized, wait a minute. You feel what you feel in your body. You just heard the truth and it's the truth. And I'm said to myself, I have to go on stage now. How how am I gonna how am I gonna sing? How am I gonna perform? And I said, because you're a pro and you're gonna do your job. And that's what I did. And literally 24 months after that time, I completed all my contracts. I wasn't signing any more contracts, and without a word, not a word to anybody, I just walked off stage. Wow, you listened to that inner voice. I listened because it was you. You know how sometimes, Summer, when you hear something or you feel something and you know that it's the truth. Oh, yeah. I knew that it was the truth. It didn't make sense to my head at all. It just didn't make sense. I figured I can go into character acting. I can do, I can do all of this. I can do that stuff. Something went, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's time to completely walk away from da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da, walk away from the show bit, the biz of show business or the show of show business. Yeah. And find out who the heck are you and what are you doing here? Absolutely. And there's so many words here that you've used from survival telling this story to that inner knowing finally, the way you came to listen to that voice and get to a place where you were no longer just surviving, but you were thriving. You no longer need the avatar Carmen. You are Adria. Yeah. I'm Adria. (laughs) You're absolutely right. You are you. And that is what you're showing the world. And you're ready because those inner voices are no longer going to dictate your life. Tell you exactly who to be, what face to put on, what mask to put on. And that also taps back, that performance taps back into that protection. And now that you've grown into your own, yourself, being able to ground and be rooted in Adria. Yes. You can say, here world, this is who I am. This is who I am. I'm not any character. 
I'm so grateful for that beautiful character because she saved me. She saved me. I'm so grateful. Who I am is a very different woman. I became the woman of the fourth act. And I also realized that because in the beginning, Carmen is, she's flirty, she's dancing, she's doing all this stuff. The fourth act, it's like, either kill me or let me pass. And that's enough. So I realized that I was at that place. I wasn't willing to play the games to negotiate for my life. I was willing to say, this is who I am. I'm getting by you. If you don't want that, then you're going to have to kill me to stop me. Well, it's like, whoa, something changes. Physically, figuratively, in every way, you were going through this huge transformation and you have arrived. This is what I love about your story. And this is why we needed to take those steps back because there was so much evolution, so much going on. There might not have been a whole awareness, but as you were going through that transition, you were coming into who you are today. You were making those transformations. You were changing your career at 50. There is so much intention, so much meaning, so much survival to thrive, which leads me to my next question. You have created so much for yourself, like a best-selling book. You are the artist of your life. You also created a great business to live loud through wise, wild women coaching. You've done so much. Tell us about those aspects of your life and where you are today. Well, Summer, I think that these aspects of my life, even though I can say to you that I loved performing with all my heart, it's part of my soul. Music is part of my cells. I mean, it is part of me. And I still use it to inform, but now it's edutainment. It's not listen to my pretty voice. It's because I have something to say to you. And that might be a really good way to open your heart and your ears. But what transpired is that I realized that coming to who I am as a being now is an extension of what was already going on, but I didn't make the connection at the time. I was always the spiritual center of the cast. I would be the mediator between a director who was difficult and another star who was difficult uh, or translating. Or when people had problems, my colleagues would come to me and tell me about their problems, tell me about their lives. And I didn't realize until I was moving house and going through some scrapbooks and you always get like first night gifts and people write little cards to you. And I saved those cards over the years. So I was looking, I was sitting on the floor. I remember going through this scrapbook and I saw these cards and these cards were saying things like, you were the most wonderful Amneris and Aida. Oh, how I loved your performance. But Adria, you changed my life. Thank you. And the next one saying, The way you listened to me, the way you guided me through my problem and everything is different now. Adria, thank you. In other words, the first part of the note was about whatever role I was doing. And then it was, thank you for helping me as a human. And I started crying and I realized, wait a minute. I think I'm I'm not just a performer. There's something else here that's very important. And I realized that, that to be a coach was not only calling me to understand myself better, 
but to be able to be better skilled at what I did. And so I went to coach you and it took me three years because I was still completing the two rest of the years of the career and starting a business for my husband at the time. I started a construction company of all things. Um, I knew nothing about construction. I learned very fast. I am a certified clutter coach as well. So I did Organizer Bunny. It was doing all of these things and beginning to teach at the university. So it was becoming a coach, which trained my musician's ears to listen to even the silence when you're speaking. And you, as a, as a high-performance coach, you know that, Summer, that, that sometimes what someone doesn't say is so eloquent, and you can hear it screaming at you in the silence. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so finding that, finding that purpose, realizing that that is the larger purpose, and now being willing to go out as a speaker and share this in a way that is completely untheatrical. It may be exuberant, Adria, but but it's not behind it's not hiding behind any masks. Yes. It's saying, I've gone through all of this stuff. And most of it was ow, 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 but 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 I did it. I walked through it. Yes, you did. You wrote a book. You are the artist of your life. You started a business, a coaching business. You have a YouTube channel. You are so many things and such an incredible, thriving human being. What do you want to tell the listeners about? those things that you've developed that can help them? Well, the thing that matters, I think, most to me is something that when you and I were talking on the interview that we did yesterday, right? you said something that I always say. You said, I want you to see and to feel how magnificent you are. That is what I have felt from the very beginning, that if I could hold up the kind of mirror that was a container of unconditional love, step into this and meet your magnificent self, that is of the essence because all of us, in spite of the fact that we are domesticated, we are indoctrinated, and we've lost the idea that we have the power to make choice that is, to me, what you are the artist of your life is. You can choose at any time to white out the canvas, get new brushes, get new colors, create a new design, start sculpting instead of painting. You can do anything you want, but we are domesticated to be tamed. We have lost contact with our wild, untamed art. And that's where the wild woman comes from me, is that it's important for us to connect to that essential energy, not the image we project, not the image that everyone else wants us to project, but who are you? Connect to that wild, untamed heart. And that is where your joy is. And that's where your fulfillment is. Oh. <laughs> you who put a quarter in me? Well, Summer did. <laughs> And it was a quarter well, well spent. <laughs> Andrea, we have covered so much ground here. You have taken us through an incredible journey. I see through your story how resilient, how tenacious, how wonderful you are as a human. So as we come to the close of this interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with one tip to support their journey today, what would that be? Hmm. 
It would be accept. It is the first pillar in the path of the wise wild woman is accept exactly where you are right now. If you can look at that with clarity, it may make you scream ouch. It may make you say, but I don't like where I am. Doesn't matter. There is such power in the clarity of realization saying, I am here like that red dot in the mall that says you are here. Whether we like it or not, right now we are here and we are 100% responsible for the fact that we are here. And it is then taking that ability and learning to ask for what you want. There's your second A, is have the courage not to ask for what you think you can get, but have the courage to ask for what you want. And finally, act. Take baby steps. Don't wait. Don't wait another minute because you can take one tiny step right now. And when that happens, your life begins to change because you are a Maserati. And unless you turn that beautiful car on and you put it in gear, the divine cannot course correct. You've got to start moving somewhere. And that is the beginning of changing your life. That is the beginning of changing your life. Thank you for leaving us with those incredible words of wisdom, your tip to apply that to our journey, to our day. Thank you so much, Audrea, for being on the Core Women podcast with me today. My complete joy. Thank you, Summer. Was a, it was a joy. Thank you. You can follow Audrea Firestone at LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and AudreaFirestone.com. And if you look at the comments, you will also find a link for a free gift. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great. Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.